Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, directly across from me and diametrically opposed to all the common sense fantastic ideas I come up with. Hey, you're a liberal and a Democrat. You have no common sense ideas. I have fantastic <laughs> ideas. In other words, they're all fantasy. Um, right. Miss Lynn Hall is on the other side of our glass. She's our producer today, so we very much appreciate that. On The Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at Sunbury. Motors.com. We have a man on the news line we've spoken to a number of times over the years as a congressman and as a candidate, and he's back on the line. He's an endorser at this moment. The tweets started coming out on Friday on our screen here, and it blew up from there. Uh, U.S. Congressman Lou Barletta and former Congressman Tom Marino kind of teamed up and threw all their political support behind Ron DeSantis for president in 2024. Congressman Barletta, thank you so much for calling in this morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Joe. Uh, good to talk to you again. Good to talk really to you, sir. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for uh, carving out uh, some time. Uh, is this retribution for the lack of uh, Trump endorsement last year that you're throwing your political support uh, behind Ron DeSantis for president in 2024? Well, it's, it's no secret, you know, that Tom Marino and I were very instrumental in, in uh, then-candidate Donald Trump winning uh, in Pennsylvania in, in 2016. We were nicknamed Thunder and Lightning and uh, campaigned all over Pennsylvania and, and uh, played a role in his transition team. And, uh, you know, I think what's happened is we've gone off the rails here. Uh, you know, we're watching what uh, Joe Biden presidency uh, is doing to our country and, and the Republican Party, I believe, going forward uh, needs to uh, to be smart in, in uh, who we uh, elect in our primaries so that we can win the general election. And, and I think, uh, you know, one of the mistakes that uh, President Trump has made uh, is that, he, you know, he should not have been getting involved in primaries, uh, Republican primaries around around the country. It's dividing our party which makes it more, even more difficult to win the general election, especially here in Pennsylvania, guys, when, when there are 600,000 more Democrats than there are Republicans. The goal for our party uh, should not be winning a primary. Our goal should be how do we get Democrats to vote for us so that we can win the general election. And, you know, if we continue to do this, we're going to have candidates who win primaries but have no chance to win a general election. It's it's about the mission and not the man. And unfortunately, the party has become about the man. It's the policies that I liked with Donald Trump. Uh, those same policies that I believe Ron DeSantis can can bring us. And, and and we can't make this about the person. It has to be about the policies and about the people. Well, Lou, he's uh, been very strong in his condemnations of, of uh, Ron DeSantis, even suggesting that Christ was a better governor, which was insane as far as I'm concerned. How much should the Republican Party tolerate of him bashing other Republicans? 
Well, you know, and I, and I think DeSantis is is handling it as as well as a person can, and saying, "Listen, I'm not spending my time, you know, ripping apart other Republicans. And if we rip apart the Republican Party, all we're going to have are more Joe Bidens in office." Uh, so I I hope Republicans and and really our leadership uh, needs to 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 be stronger than than what it is. You know, we saw in the Pennsylvania. Uh, governor's race, uh, you know, we had 16 candidates in there, and, and it makes it very difficult. Uh, our, our leadership needs to be strong and realize the goals are not to win primaries. Our goals are how do we win a general election? And, uh, you know, if we keep dividing our party and attacking other Republicans, you're just going to have more Democrats. What are some of the policies that Ron DeSantis is talking about uh, that seem like good Republican policies that you can get behind? Well, I, I served with with Ron in Congress, so I got to know him there. And then I watched him as he became governor of Florida, and and look at his record. This is not, you know, the, what he you know, he's talking about what he wants to do, but look what he has done. Look how he has handled COVID much differently than anyone else in the country. And he was right. Uh, he opened up their businesses. He protected the seniors. Every step he took along the way turned out to be right, even though everyone criticized him at the time, which takes a lot of courage, you know, to be the person in charge and do something differently and stand your ground, and it proved to be right. He was smart. He protected the seniors, protected the nursing homes, but he opened up businesses. He let people make their own decisions. Look at the way he's handling the schools, uh, you know, allowing, again, saying, listen, parents have a right to, to what's going on in the classroom and what's being taught to their children. Look at the way he handled uh, uh, the hurricanes. Again, he, he, every time he was asked to lead, he did. And he's not afraid. He's not afraid to stand up. He's not afraid to take, take on the media. But he does it in a much different way than Donald Trump does. Well, he backs his, 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 his actions with facts. Let's face it, the mainstream media is coming after him. For example, his parental rights bill uh, has been turned into don't say gay. Do you think he's got a chance with both President Trump and the media sniping at him constantly? Well, I, I, you know, people are flocking to Florida in record numbers. They're, they're leaving, you know, their, their home states and they're going to Florida. And if you talk to anyone, and I'm sure, you know, both of you know people in Florida, they love them, uh, even the Democrats. Even the Democrats like the way he leads, and I hear a lot of people say, well, we hope he doesn't leave as our governor. We like him that much. So, you know, when people at the end of the day look at what you're going to get, you're going to get those same type of policies that Donald Trump stood up for, but you're not going to get the same amount of controversy and division that we can't have in our party any longer. Uh, we we can't be div- a divided party. We have to say, you know, is it the man we care about or is it the mission? Is it the policies? What, are you concerned about the fact that uh, one of his main themes is this anti-wokeness? And when you talk about what he's referring to as wokeness, it's a lot of things that people want. You know, most Americans want choice to have an abortion up to 24 weeks. Most Americans want freedom to do a mail-in ballot if it's available in their area. People want uh, freedoms uh, to, uh, you know, to allow gay marriage and things like that. Do you think this this turning back the clock is is going to be a good message against Biden. And I, and I don't 
I, I disagree that he wants to turn back the clock. And, and you know, when he talks about wokeness, uh, you know, <laughs> he says a lot of things that most people uh, would agree on. He took on Disney. Uh, who would do that as a governor of Florida? He took on Disney because... You know they can't use words like uh, uh, gentlemen and 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 gentle ladies. I mean that's the wokeness that he talks about, and people want to get back to you know common sense. And and we can't be teaching children in second grade that they need to question their gender. Uh, we can't be having the kind of books that are in our children's school libraries. And and this is going on. And it's Ron DeSantis who is standing up. Uh, and 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 pointing it out, you know, I have a press conference. I don't know. Um, we were in a debate in uh, in Lancaster. I think there were nine of us still in the race at the time. And this woman was holding up a pornographic poster and screaming uh, during the middle of the debate. And they drug her out. And after the debate, I went up to her. She was standing in the hallway with the poster, and the poster was literally pornographic. It was two males. Um, having sex and I said what are you doing and she said this book is in my son's school library and then she then she had another poster with a page taken out of the book and it talked about a father having incest with his 12 year old daughter and describing it she said this is in my son's school library I held a press conference down in Philadelphia displaying this and it it's almost embarrassing to, to show it. But why is this okay? Why are we, you know, caving in to the, to the craziness that, that most Americans say that's, that's way too far? Ron DeSantis is not afraid, and that's what I like about him. Well, let's face it, there's a large assault on freedom of speech in this country right now. People want to hear only the speech that they agree with, not the speech they don't agree with. How do, you, how do we combat that in today's world, Congressman? I think, I think you know, what it comes down to, this is the kind of stuff that parents should be talking about with their kids in their own homes. I don't want some stranger in a school, uh, because they have a title as a teacher or a librarian or a principal, uh, thinking that that they have the right to talk to my second grader about whether or not they're comfortable in the gender that they are. Um, this is not, you know, who, I don't believe it, and, I'm, and you probably don't either believe that a stranger should be having that conversation with somebody in first or second grade. And and these are the kind of things that uh, we're, not, we're not taking away free speech, but. You know, if you if you can't go into a movie because it's a it's rated R, why are we allowing that stuff in elementary schools and 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 junior high schools? Why is it okay there? And and you know, it's just coming down to common sense. And who has the courage to stand up and and fight that? And that's what I'm looking for. You know, I as a mayor, you know, took some <laughs> positions that nobody in the country had the courage to do and it was called some horrible names and it wasn't a very comfortable time for me but at the end of the day if what you're saying is right you can't be afraid and that's what we need unfortunately we have too many people in office now that just want to stay in office you know they just want to say what you want to hear but never have the backbone or courage to actually get up and try to do something about it to change things and that's what our country is looking for that's how donald trump you know, became so popular. You know, he was saying things that people were thinking and no other politician would say. 
And I think Don, uh, Ron DeSantis has those same qualities. He's got a record in Florida. He's young. Uh, he's not afraid. And that's why uh, I'm supporting him. Switching directions for if a minute. He runs. And I mean, no, the okay. key is now, let's, let's remember, he has not announced. Right. So, so he's not a candidate. And, and what Tom Marino and I are doing is actually recruiting Ron and hoping that, <laughs> uh, that he will get in the race. But he's far from taking a Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me change directions a minute. Dave McCormick has written a book, and he's making noises about running for the Senate again against um, Bob Casey. Well, and in the Republican primary, maybe with Doug Mastriano, who it, it astounds me after the way he was defeated for governor that he would consider sticking his head up above water again. But uh, how do you feel about the com- upcoming race uh, with uh, Bob Casey? Well, you know, you know, I know a little bit about it since... Uh, since I got in that ring um, against Bob Casey, and I think uh, you know Dave McCormick ran a good race uh, with with Dr. Oz, and uh, you know again the Republicans will have a, a big race to try to win. And again, looking at you know Pennsylvania, you know there's a big registration difference between Democrats and Republicans, and we need to have whoever the candidate is. Uh, that they can swing independents and Democrats in a general election, uh, or else, you know, again, you know, the Democrats will win just because of the registration. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see who finally, you know, is the candidates and, and uh, you know, the issues that they bring to the people and how do you swing those independents and Democrats over. I, th- I hope you write a book in the years ahead because you've had a tremendous, well, just the past 15 years, but you could probably go back farther into your teaching days and, and, and talk about some of those things and how that evolved. Uh, any regrets, anything you'd change if you go back? You mentioned Hazleton. You know, did you go, or are you still proud of the way that you fought that? Uh, of course, your candidacies, being one of the fake electors uh, going into the January 6th uh, riot, um, anything you'd change if you could, about some of the decisions you made along the way. Yes, there is one thing I would I would absolutely change, and a regret that I have that during my time in Congress, I was not able to uh, convince my colleagues to let's get rid of daylight savings time. <laughs> this is killing. As you get older, uh, it, it's tough when we're bouncing back and forth. And you know, we were just talking about it yesterday. Um, you know what are the advantages and why are we continuing to to do this is it what the farmers really want and where's the benefits i i like it being lighter longer during the day and i'm saying this tongue-in-cheek but uh you know there aren't many things that you know my political career that i look back and and say you know i wish i had the courage to to do something differently um i've always stood up and did what I thought was right, and not everybody always agreed, but I can look at myself now and look back and, and say, you know, um, for a guy in, in Hazleton, I think I stood and represented the people, and at the end of my political career, I walk away uh, with hopefully a good reputation. Uh, hopefully people will say he, he was honest, and, and uh, I have no regrets in enjoying my family, and um, yeah, I think one day you will see a book. 
You remind me of uh, one of the comments of Rick Santorum when he was here 20 years ago. He said, I asked him about, uh, you know, being getting a lot of pushback from media or people when he stood up for his ideals. And he said, well, when you're in politics, it's like whack-a-mole. If you stick your head up, somebody's going <laughs> to whack it, but he's going to continue to do so. Joe, last question for Congressman Barletta, yes. please. Yes. Lou, what's next for you? Anything political or, you know, what, what are you uh, – you're much too young to throw in the towel and sit back and rest on your laurels. I, I suspect there's got to be more, a second act, if you will. Yeah, I'm going to keep myself busy, and I realize there's a lot of political capital uh, left out there, you know, around the state, running statewide twice, and, uh, you know, just to go away and, and, and leave that go would, would be the wrong thing to do. So, uh, you know, I'm starting a, uh, did start a, uh, a pack, and, and what I'm going to do is is actually look for local candidates. You know, I started out as a city councilman and hated politics, never thought I would ever really do that for a living. Uh, but I wanted, I didn't like what was happening in Hazleton, so I decided to get involved as a councilman and ended up as mayor and, and then on to, on to Congress. I'm going to look. I think that's where we need to build our party. We have to find good people at the local level. If we don't like what's in our schools, let's go find good people to run for the school board. Let's go find good supervisors. Let's go find good council people, good mayors. And uh, I'm going to go out and look for those people, uh, especially, and we're going to focus mainly on uh, northeastern and central Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm going to get behind them, help them. A lot of people want to run, but they don't know how to run. They never run a campaign. And I'm going to go out and, and not only help them financially, but maybe school them and, and help them on how to run a campaign. And let's get good people uh, off the sidelines, and let's get them involved. And I think that's how we make a change uh, in our party and in our state and in our country. Fantastic. Sounds right, good. We'll, we'll watch for your name to pop up in some of the races around here. Uh, the Lou Barletta Political Consultancy business is open, and uh, <laughs> you're there to help local folks get elected. Thank you, sir. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for calling in today. Thanks, Lou. Uh, good talking to you guys again. Thank you. Take care. That is uh, former Congressman Lou Barletta, candidate for governor and U.S. Senate in recent years, and uh, as a congressman, pretty frequently visited our area, so we were always glad to see him he did a great job around here, and uh, big uh, big MAGA hat wearer back in the day, but uh, that's subsided to a more reasoned candidate, Mr. DeSantis. See, I think that's what most of the Republican Party is doing now. We're just looking at Donald Trump and saying, "Okay, enough is enough." <laughs> well, he's, he's only run for president three times, so this is okay. All right, uh, we're going to open up the phone lines. We'd love maybe if you wish to comment about something that Congressman Barletta had to say, or you wish to bring up a new topic on our show, feel free to. Uh, we have open phones right now. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. Uh, call us, 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars. Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. Welcome back. You're listening to On the Mark and WKOK Radio, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Mark Large, Joe McGranahan, producer Lynn Hall, and Bill from Bloomsburg. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning. But in regards to Ron DeSantis uh, getting uh, all the accolades of Florida, you, you have to keep in mind Rick Scott, the, the governor prior to him, uh, <laughs> pretty much set up everything, and he just ran, you know took over. But as far as him standing up locally for uh, a couple bills that made the headlines, there, there's nobody nobody out there better than Trump as far as world maneuvers as far as the World Health Organization, uh, NATO. Uh, he had America bouncing. He had America first. He had every country out there paying their fair share, and he knew how to make the deal. Uh, now, I think you take him with his knowledge of how uh, putting pressures on other countries and whatnot, and you take him and you run DeSantis as his VP, and he can learn how to make them deals and, and run the, these other countries. That the America would be set for uh, eight, the next uh, sixteen terms. Well, no, just one presidential but that, term. That isn't going to happen because both of them would be from Florida. That's where their residences are, and that means they would have to give up the Florida electoral vote. So that's not going to happen. There's not going to be a DeSantis uh, Trump ticket. Oh, well, wow. and besides, I yeah, don't think not, I don't think you, that, that's the way VP candidates work. You don't get two alpha males on the ticket. You get one or the other, and I don't think DeSantis would want to take the role that Mike Pence had to take, which was to try to lie for the for the administration and carry the water on January sixth, even though it was unconstitutional. I don't think Ron DeSantis. I don't think Ron DeSantis. I don't really like his uh, some of his choices, but I like some of the other things he's said and done. But, but I don't think uh, I, I think people are. Nobody, nobody's the, the better deal maker dealing with these other countries than Trump. Trump was. Well, Ron DeSantis will have to get on the job training that. <laughs> and I think if he, you know, if he, he doesn't understand international issues at this time, uh, he's got two years to bone up on that and pick. You know, it's like the president of Chrysler used to say: is surround yourself with good people and stay out of their way. So he would have to pick people that were really internationally oriented and make sure that he stays at and listens to them. But but guides him. Yeah, we don't need Trump. I think most people would recognize that. Oh, he definitely need him. And he'll, he'll win by a landslide. But hey, getting back to Ben Dunn Biden bailing out these people over $250,000, that, that, you, when you make an investment... Like, well, that's not Biden. You're in a business. 
president's not doing that. That's the FDIC. That's a separate fund. It's not even look, taxpayer funded. Look, Bill, I know you. I know you like President Trump. You think he walks on water, but let's be honest about this. He can't win anymore. He's lost the last two times. He's not going to succeed this time around. He lost the last time due to the corruption. People are tired. People are tired of him. He's already insulting other Republicans. He's already, you know, dragging the party down with him the way he tends to do. I heard someone this morning. Now, admittedly, it was on MSNBC, but I thought it was true. He said he would he would destroy anything in his path. He doesn't care whether it's a Republican. He doesn't care whether it's anything good or bad. He just would tear it apart if it stands in the way of what he wants. And you know, you can say, well, that's he's a tough guy. Yeah, he's a tough guy, but he's a destructive guy too. And that's what's scary. No, he's not. He's American <laughs> no, he's first, not. and he's proven that. Okay, well, we'll have to agree uh, to disagree. Time again, he's American, America first. And you think Trump's going to win by a landslide to, to the next president in 2024? Oh, no, no. The, the corrupt Democrats—they're—they're they're gonna. The corruption with the elections is is uh, has been proven and documented. What's the? Cor- I don't know who's gonna who's gonna win. How how could this? Uh, a big pile of rotten oatmeal be our president been done Biden get all them votes like it's corrupt well you got 7 million more votes than uh, President Trump did that's actually yeah, the way it was cor- corruption that's why in what way about the ballot harvesting and it's been it's been documented the mules and everything they're getting uh, $10 <laughs> to harvest a vote they're getting paid per vote. Every vote they, they get. Okay. They, 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 and Republicans they, didn't do any ballot harvesting? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a political... I mean, that seems thing. to be the way the game's played, whether we like it or not. The bottom line is, look at what was done with these other countries. Uh, the World Health Organization, NATO, Trump had every country paying their fair share in NATO. Uh, we pay 50 whatever billion or whatever million dollars and China pays 18 million like Trump had everybody paying they 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 hated Trump not only is he fighting the Democrats he's fighting China He's fighting everybody. Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, yeah, and, he, and, and he's, all the Republicans. And he's still he's still complimenting Vladimir Putin. That's kind of scary too. Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Call yeah, us again. Work. Take care. Yeah, thank you. I hope you're right. I hope he gets a nomination. Joe Biden needs him more than ever. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We'll take a break for CBS News. Then we will have local news and we'll open up the phone lines. You're listening to News. Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 9 a.m. Good morning. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome aboard WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Master Joe is across from me. His favorite name's a different four-letter word than the one I typically use for him. It's what his grandchildren say to him when they look him in the eye at the dinner table and say, Papa, what happened to your hair? Or things along this line. Actually, so. my oldest grandson has said that to me many times. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun, though. All right. No, Joe. I don't know. This is your day. Oh, incidentally, it's National Genius Day. 
birthday. Oh, is it really? Yep, it's Albert Einstein's birthday, marking the birthday of Albert Einstein, born on this day in 1879. Without him, we wouldn't have the theory of relativity, relativity. relativity <laughs> the atomic bomb, and... Um, Yes, but he also, also wrote a letter to the president denouncing the atomic bomb after he helped create it. Okay. Well, yeah, look, what hath God wrought? Who said that? Uh, Alexander, no, not Alexander Marshall Graham Bell. McClellan? No, no, the Telegraph, uh, but, but Morse. Said what hath God wrought? Who ha well, that was the first telegraph message. Oh, no, that was the first phone call. No, the first, the phone, first phone call. call. That was Bell. Get your, what hath God get your butt down here. I made a mess or something Yeah, like that's that. right. <laughs> I think get that's your, Marshall McLuhan. Get your butt down here. I made a like mess. That. <laughs> what hath God wrought? Help I'm us pretty out, sure it folks. was a telegraph. You look that up while I'm I do pretty headlines. Sure it was a telegraph. Okay. Uh, on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line is now open 5707. 4395665. That's 570743WKOK. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. We do have some brief news headlines here. Volunteer firefighters from three counties converged on a house fire in Allenwood Tuesday morning. Red Cross response team, also one of the responders. CSR 911 tells us it was on White Deer Avenue near Route 15 around 1.30 a.m. They sent White Deer Township, Warrior Run, and Milton crews to that scene, along with two volunteer fire companies from Lycoming County. U.S. Senator Bob Casey was in Sunbury yesterday, fascinated by fresh roasted coffee owned by Andy Oaks of Sunbury. Most businesses were thinking, how do I survive the pandemic? Well, Andy showed that he can not only survive but thrive in the pandemic, literally grow during the pandemic, and then have even probably more substantial growth just as the pandemic is in the rearview mirror. Calling attention to the PPP loan that was granted to the company that helped them thrive during the pandemic, Andy Oaks. You can read lots more about that at WKOK.com, fresh roasted coffee. I haven't had any fresh roasted coffee in almost uh, seven seconds here, so uh, glad to continue. Uh, seven Milton Public Library employees almost missed a paycheck thanks to the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank. Chris Levanish says that their pay company, Patriot Payroll of Ohio, had used uh, the Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, they covered the payroll at the Milton Library with their operating account. They're grateful for community support that left a healthy enough balance in their operating budget. That was right. Samuel Morse said, what hath God wrong? Yes, that was the first telegraph message. Wow. Fantastic. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. You try to confuse me by telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one thing I've learned a long time. 30 years ago, don't dispute Joe old memories. <laughs> right, it's the new ones that'll <laughs> yeah. kill me. <laughs> Ask him about Twitter and he'll have a clue. All right. A Shimokan City Council candidate previously ruled ineligible to run for office has filed for candidacy again. Joseph Lashinsky is that person, but now the DA says he's got to withdraw his uh, petitions or he'll face criminal charges. Lashinsky has already been barred from public office because of previous criminal convictions. Now the DA says he filed petitions again to run for council. Penn Live reporting today Joe, you'll be happy to know you wanted proof of life. Now, U.S. Senator John Fetterman's wife, Giselle, has shared new photos of she and her children visiting him at Walter Reed There's Military Hospital. There's no way Hospital. to determine that's where those photos were taken. <laughs> 
they're their doctor. Okay, I hadn't really thought about. No, it. I don't think they're doctored. I just there's no way to prove that that's where they were taken. Well, yeah, they were taken there. You, well, people that you understand know? the background say that's the Wendy's at the store. They have a, like a Starbucks and a Wendy's. Yeah, I have a guy who comes on a Zoom meeting every once in a while, and he has a picture of a beautiful beach behind him. I know he ain't there. <laughs> he's not. He's not at Ocean City. Okay, no, I got gotcha. you. He's not there. All right, he's probably in Portugal somewhere <laughs> with a beach picture <laughs> behind him. Anyway, uh, well, if you believe Penn Live, uh, they say that uh, Giselle Fetterman shared three photos of Twitter, one of she and her husband, one of the family at the table grabbing food at the Wendy's at Walter Reed and one colorful sticky note that says, best dad ever that the kids made for him. Uh, we we have to have some rationality around here. Unfortunately, George Santos, the pathological liar, is there to provide it. He has introduced a bill in Congress that would require the sitting president to undergo annual cognitive evaluation <laughs> after GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley called for mental competency tests for politicians over 75. I'm sorry. Maybe they should have a test for people who lie. And well, just <laughs> the, uh, New York, this is from uh, AP, but New York Times reported on and this said that he won't be able to advance it because you have to introduce your bills in committee, committee and right. these office committees. But anyway, uh, this measure... He's also said, off his rocker. Well, that's another topic. Okay, this measure is the second piece of legislation the battle congressman has tried to spearhead since being going to Congress in January. Regardless of political affiliation, this should become a common-sense bipartisan agreement that when a man or woman gets to be 75 as president, they submit an annual cognitive evaluation. What do you think about that? Ridiculous is my impression, but what's yours? Well, as somebody who's over 75, I see no need for such a test. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah, you know you're slipping. Why? Oh, no, we don't right. need the paper to prove us. Uh, we you tell me that every day on the show. You're slipping. <laughs> yeah, in case you think it's that. Well, and what's the compliment that goes with it? Uh, that I'm brighter still than you are even if I'm slipping. Right, exactly. But I don't think your sincerity level is very high on that one. <laughs> even in your decline state, you're a hell of a lot smarter than me. How about that? No, I, I believe that. Okay. <laughs> all right. To, to, oh, wait. What did I just say? <laughs> you just the, insulted yourself, but ouch. that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. WHTM reporting today one of the first polls of the 2024 U.S. Senate race involving Bob Casey says that U.S. Senator Doug Mastriano is leading. Yeah. Go ahead, Republicans. Make my Day. Yeah, let's if let's really figure out how we can blow the yes. next election. If you're concerned <laughs> that you're losing too many elections, put Mastriano at the top of your ticket. Anyway, but fortunately, Dave McCormick is considering a run for U.S. Senate. I hope in the primary he would actually win, and uh, he would stand a good chance, I would think, against Bob Casey. I mean, he'd be like a rational, good Republican choice. Let's have a proven loser at the top of the ticket. Let's put Mastriano back. And guess who's in third place? Dan is going to be happy. Dan Muser? No, Dan from New Berlin. Oh, Dan? Oh, who? K Kathy Barnett. Kathy Barnett. Okay, his, well, his, she was in third place the last yeah, time. His favorite from the Senate race. And finally, is this overreach? Starting tomorrow, kids will no longer be able to order sugary drinks at restaurants in Montgomery County, Maryland. Oh, for heaven's Kids' sake. menus will only have healthier alternatives to soda, like water or low-fat milk. <laughs> uh, there nothing. There's nothing stopping mom or dad from ordering a Coke and then sneaking it to their kid. How can you outlaw a soft drink for a kid? <laughs> Come on. These people are... 
just this wokeness has got us. There you go. That's woke. Yeah, there you go. That's real wokeness. People keep asking what's wokeness. We're going to determine what you can give your children to drink. We know better than you. We are the government. A a woke policy. No sugary drinks for kids. Which I think if, if, but see, if the mom is there or the parents or whoever they are, you have a chooser right there. If they want the kid to have sugary drinks, they're, you they just said they had to sneak it to them. Well, yeah, but I, that's in Montgomery County. But everywhere, parents are making these choices whether they want their kids. Like my daughter, never had any. She never had soda. We just never had it around. She didn't drink it, and uh, she's better off for it. I hope she doesn't have. She's never had a single cavity. Although that well, was there's a lot more involved. I like there. what my oldest grandson does. We take him out to eat, and you know where they have these self-dispensing soft drink machines, which I guess in Montgomery. County, they're going to have to tear tear out, mm. but he'll take some of everything and put it in his cup. He makes his own soft drinks. Mm. Oh, with the a carbonator yeah. thingamabob. Okay. And Charlie says today is Pie Day. Happy Pie Day. I prefer sour cherry pie, if you don't mind. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll take it. As my friend we'll, says, double crusted. We'll take it to lunch in two hours, and we'll have a piece of pie. No, they don't serve pie there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stan is standing by. You can't say the word "standing by" without saying "Stan." So, good morning, sir. You're on the morning. Good morning. Uh, the pie day, I think they're referring to, is the mathematical equation, Joe. I know it said pie, but okay. I just being stupid. <laughs> I don't think it's an equation. I think it's a constant. Well, it's an equation. Well, okay, constant used in equation. Okay, whatever. Uh, me and me and geometry didn't always get along. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the shoe fly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I called today. Uh, you know, Biden put his uh, budget proposal out, and uh, he's he's going to reduce the deficit by what did he say? Three point whatever trillion dollars over ten years. Yeah, right. Uh, but it, one of the th- provisions in it is he wants to tax anybody with net worth over $100 million at 25% minimum tax. So he figures that'll bring in $1.17 trillion over 10 years. But what he wants to tax is income, which, okay, and unrealized gains from assets like stocks and other stuff. So there's been a loss. There was a Supreme Court case in the 20s that said, no, the government can't tax unrealized gains. So, once again, Mr. Biden wants to violate precedent and Constitution. The Constitution says income can be taxed, but not unrealized gains. But I guess, you know, that's the federal government can't do that. States do it all the time with their uh, property tax, right? Maybe he's asking for a legislative solution prior to uh, enactment of the budget. I think they'd have to change the Constitution. Oh, that. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court <laughs> ruled, ruled in the twenties that it was unconstitutional. So I'm assuming they would have to amend the Constitution to do that. Hmm. But how, how how fair is that? Now yeah, everybody says, well, the fair ain't. I mean, the rich ain't paying their fair share. But how fair is it to uh, bill somebody for something that they have that they may or may not ever sell, that may or may not have uh, appreciated in value? to get taxes out of them, okay? Now, I understand there are $100 million or more supposed people that are going to get charged this tax, but you know how it all goes when they don't get the money that they think they're going to get from those $100 million earners, they'll just come work on their way down the food chain until they get to the, you know, the other, the lower income people. But if you, say, say you buy a 
a house for, you know, well, you, you know, they say it wouldn't apply because you're not $100 million. Say a guy uh, makes $100 million, buys a house for a million dollars, and he never sells it, but this, they appreciate it to, say, $50 million. That's what the house is worth. So he's supposed to pay tax at a 25% rate on that increased value. Does that make sense to you? Well, you know, you bring up an interesting point. It, it certainly has more value than it did when he bought it. And so from that standpoint, whether it's realized or unrealized, he has in theory gained. But that would only work for me if it went the other way, too. If someone who had something, let's say their level of, of, of prosperity was at $1 million and suddenly through bad circumstances it was half a million dollars, then the government ought to subsidize them for what they've lost. <laughs> but, Joe, if it's never sold, there's never money to be made. Never money made, so what do you what, what do you tax it? Well, somebody's going to sell it sooner or later, Stan. And, it's oh, going to be sold. Yeah, but not, maybe not the original owner. See, that's what I'm saying. They're getting the original owner. Okay, but let's now, you say... you tell me how that's fair. I, I don't think property tax is necessarily fair in the, in the way they appraise people. You know the houses, but that is what it is in the states. That is the state level thing. But they were talking about the feds, and 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 it's been ruled that it's unconstitutional to do this. So there's the, the money's not there, you know. And who's to say that the house is actually worth more just because they say it doesn't make it so? It's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it, correct? Right. And when it's on sale, when it actually can be available for purchase. Right, but the government, under Biden's proposal, wants to tax that. Well, who's going to determine the value of the property? Exactly. That's another thing. Who is? The government's going to determine it. See, let me, let me explain this simply. I could buy a firearm, okay, a Winchester fire. My grandpa could have bought a, a Winchester lever action 94. Mark knows what that is. <laughs> in 1930, okay, for $25. Wow. Today, that gun is worth well over $1,000 if it's in any kind of decent shape, okay? But I may never sell that. So if I'm in the income bracket that would be taxed this, they're going to come and tell me, okay, you owe 25% of the appreciated value on that gun, even though I've never sold it and, and received any money. And besides... That gun is only worth what somebody is willing to pay for. But how often does this happen? Is this once? Is this every year? It's, well, it's, it's a tax increase. It's going to be every year. So every year they're going to go out and value the... What if? Well, then again, my argument is, what if the property goes down? What if well, the appraisal goes well, down? Well, then I guess their tax rate would be a little lower. Well, maybe they should refund the money that they took the year before. <laughs> you know that ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> Well, it's a screwball proposal. I won't disagree with you on that. All right, we got to get going here. Anything else, sir? No, but, uh, you know, the proof of life, I like Joe's reaction to that. How do we know it was actually taken in a hospital? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. All right, thank you, sir. Yeah, could have been a Proof of life would screen. be him holding the day's newspaper and talking and chatting amiably. That's the with real people. proof of right. life. Yep, you stand with a, with a, a, the day's newspaper held open. That's, that's the way right. the cartels do it. That's right. So I th that's the gold standard for proof of life. <laughs> it ain't a yellow stick-it note that says you're a wonderful dad. <laughs> Sorry, right. but that's not proof of life. We deliver. Delivered via Twitter, I might add. Uh, five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. We got one good caller standing by. We will be right back. Mm -hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I 
I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Welcome back to the KMK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, let's see. We have a caller very patiently waiting. Well, I hope he's patient. Uh, he has uh, the floor. waited, <laughs> but he has the floor. Yeah, now. Good morning, Joseph. You're on the mark. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> yeah, listen, you call you. <clears throat> I got a shock, uh, and this isn't what I called about, but I got a shock when I sold one of my properties because I uh, took off a pre- a depreciation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My income taxes. <laughs> and I have to pay that back. Uh, and actually, the government made more money on the property than I did. I made some money on it, but they made more than I did because I had to pay all that back. And another thing that isn't fair, I cannot deduct my labor. Now, I buy a place and I remodel it and all my labor. Now, I can charge for the materials and get deductions for that. But for my label and labor and the materials that I do have, I can't charge for that, you know. And if it sells for a loss, i got to eat the loss. The government doesn't help me there. Anyway, that isn't why I called. What I called about is I heard President Biden, our beloved president, speaking on the TV last night, and he said there's no need to worry about these banks that failed because uh, of, of his swift action in uh, alleviating that situation or bailing them out. And he said, this won't cost the taxpayers any money. My question is, where does the government get the money to do that? Because they don't make money. I mean, they print it, you know what I'm saying, but they don't make money. They get their money from the taxpayers. Am no, I right? Not in this case, they don't. They get it from the banks because they have the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which requires all banks to pay into a fund to help banks that fail. And so the money isn't coming directly from the taxpayers, although to the extent that the depositors pay taxes or the banks pay taxes, it is coming from the taxpayers because they're going to raise their fees to cover the costs of oh, uh, what they have to pay. yes. Yeah. 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 And, and by the way, they're only supposed to insure what, up to 200000 right, or something like 250, that? 250 But they pulled off the yeah. cap. They removed the cap. The president waived the cap, so FDIC can pay out more, which they should be able to cover more, because they have a big glonk zillionaires in which California they shouldn't who do are keeping because their money of, uh, there. They're not going to do it for me if I would uh, lose uh, money in the bank. Are you a glonk zillionaire, really? No. Okay. <laughs> I had a glonk, but not a zillionaire. Just one. <laughs> one hey, glonk. Well, anyway, one glonk. I went up and took some money out yesterday and put it in my safety deposit box. I don't trust them. But a lot of people think this is something, a conspiracy, and uh, that they want to, you know, bring in the New World Order by a conspiracy. I don't necessarily believe that 
in that respect. What I believe happened is through greed and stupid investments from the bank and everything, it's, it's coming to pass. They want to bring in a digital currency so the government control, can control everything. And, of course, we know what that is. That's the mark of the beast, well-spoken and predicted in the scriptures. And there it is. And so that's what's ultimately going to happen here. All right. Yeah, I guarantee it. All right. Thank you, sir. Well, Thanks for calling That's an interesting take. Thank you, Joseph. Well, and I yep. think yeah, the President and Janet Yellen won't call it a bailout because bailout's like the B word of all banking industry. But um, they're making sure that everybody, as many people, as many depositors as they can get their money back and that the auctioning of whatever remains of the bank's assets is done in an orderly fashion, so the government's going to oversee that. So maybe no taxpayer dollars will go directly to the individuals, but they're making sure, they're using the government to make sure that doesn't cause a bank run. That's the last thing Biden needs. That would be the death knell for a struggling administration. Chris, you are on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, I wish you'd asked uh, Barletta a little more directly about what he thought he was doing and whether the, he really believed the election was uh, was worthy of overthrow in Pennsylvania, and whether he still thinks that, if that was his reason for being an alternative elector. Well, when he agreed Explain to call, we had a little to, bit on that. When we when he agreed to call, he said it had to be really a forward discussion about uh, politics. So you were even cheating a little on the the, the phony way you uh, asked the question. <laughs> right, when I asked about his regrets. But that, yes. they're, they're more person. <laughs> that's more personal than Pennsylvania election. And and uh, the other thing, he moved uh, he moved uh, the second grader up to junior high as far as some of those books go he was talking about. Uh, oh. I was interested. First of all, he said junior high, since uh, since that's where I went. But nowadays, it seems to be middle schools, which cover three grades, I think, instead of two, like junior high did in my day, seventh and eighth. <laughs> but Your junior high only covered two grades. Gee, mine covered in three. In my school, one through six was grade school, seven, seventh and eighth was junior high, and, and senior high was nine through twelve. Well, I went to six, three, three. Ah, see, that was Pennsylvania versus New Jersey, I guess. <laughs> well, that was Harrisburg in the day. <laughs> okay, what else? But, uh, yeah, about the, the bank failures, I was hoping that uh, Joe would say, you know, I had Elizabeth Warren all wrong and being for Trump policies, that uh, she actually... Uh, warned against this happening the when uh, Trump re- redid the 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 act and moved it up from 50 million to 250 million of banks who didn't have to, uh, uh, deposits uh, to moved up the loosen the regulation laws on testing the soundness of local banks Actually, there were some Democrats who supported that, too, Chris. Oh, yeah, 30 in the Senate and only 17 in the House, but yes, there were. And they felt and it put too much pressure on Barney mid-sized Frank banks. Barney was uh, one of the people who were lobbying for it, but it does seem that every time we have a bank re-regulation and the lobbyists get involved from three to ten years later, there's a big crash because of it. Mm-hmm. It's happened... 
three or four times in a row now. Every time there's a change in bank regulations, it ends up causing a crash in the future. And they don't seem to be capable of doing it without uh, causing problems. Well, it's hard to argue with you because you're right. There have been upheavals like that. After and, and Warren called it out, and I know you like to make fun of her and call her names, but she was right on this one, right on the money. I, I was paying attention to what she said when she said it, and Congress did not. And the president did not. And President Biden isn't doing it now. And so how about saying, you know, I really shouldn't have made fun of her and be praised Trump's policies because, you know, she was actually right on this one? Well, she Can wasn't, she that? wasn't, but the, the, <laughs> the reason they took the, some of the pressure off is they felt that the requirements were too hard on mid-sized banks. And I think they were re- very harsh on mid-sized banks. You know, there's got to be a, a happy but medium here, Chris. But regulating them, it turned out to cause this. Now, this doesn't seem a very, very serious one exactly because they, they, uh, the one in California was in a high-tech region, so most of their loans out were to high-tech people. And apparently that's not really common across the, across the banking universe. Right. And so this might not have been as serious as breach as it seems, but it shows that once you, you know, you, it's the same with those train regulations, though. You praise deregulation, and then something happens because of the deregulation. Now, whether how much of that was directly with the train, it ended extra inspection. It cut some inspections out. It cut some wheel inspections out, changed the rules on what the wheels were allowed. And this fire was apparently caused by a wheel getting hot. So uh, it's unknown for sure yet whether that was a direct cause or uh, or not. But I think it was it was it an indirect Chris. It? it was an indir- <laughs> it was an indirect cause. I mean the the truck caught fire and the sensors they didn't have enough sensors there. Now I don't know when that law was passed requiring a certain number of sensors be placed along the tracks, but I I do know that uh, Norfolk Southern has come back and said they're adding 200 more. So I assume that there is some kind of regulation about that. But what President Trump relaxed had nothing to do with this accident. Well, I'm not positive of that because it was uh, all what caused the car to get on fire, unless unless, possibly it was a hot wheel. And I thought they said it was a hot wheel. It was a hot wheel, but that and the wheel was on fire. And the brake system that, that was passed before Trump that he took off had to do with something that would cause wheels to be hot. Now, I don't know why it doesn't apply in this case, because nobody's told me why the wheel got hot. But it also cut extra inspections out as well, as from what I understand. Well, they generally get hot because the, the journal boxes haven't been properly lubricated. That's usually the reason they catch fire. And that sounds like a human error, not a, not a political error. Well... Uh, there were extra inspections that were uh, cut back, too, on that. Back in the day. Right, but if somebody doesn't so, lubricate the junction box, <laughs> what difference does it make? <laughs> All right, what else you got, I, uh, Chris? Anything I don't else? know. Maybe an inspection would find that. I'm not sure what they inspect. I mean, there's no, no rule that you don't have to lubricate the equipment on a train. You do have to lubricate it, and it's, it's a matter of routine maintenance that Norfolk Southern must bear the responsibility for, or whoever owns the car. 
deregulation and, equals danger. There's no argument about that. One of the that. things about the bank also is that uh, I don't understand why they took the rule off for over 250000 and and paid them back. At least it's better than the last time when they also bailed out the stockholders of the bank. They apparently aren't doing that this time. Agree with you on that one. Yeah. And it might have been because of the paranoid run caused by social media. Almost any bank is going to go break broke if they uh, if they have a big run on the bank. And so it's possible there's enough money and value in the bank to actually pay everybody back. All right, we got to hit the road. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thanks, Chris. Much appreciated. Good to hear from you again. All right, we'll take more comers. 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. That's 570-743-9565. Talking about deregulation equals danger on the in the rail industry and maybe in the banking industry, too. Bank failures. And Congressman Barletta called us today, former mayor of Hazelden. He's been a candidate a couple of times. Big, big, big MAGA supporter back in the day. Now is throwing 100% into the recruitment effort for Ron DeSantis. So um, wokeness is going to go fade in the U.S. if Ron DeSantis becomes president. We got one brand new email. We can read that on the radio, but we will take more of those sent to on the market WKOK.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We would love to hear from you. Call us now, 570-743-9565. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. One says, good morning, Market Joe. This is Bill from Greencastle. I see today is National Genius Day. With that said, I am declaring tomorrow National Idiots Day with Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as the Grand Marshals of the Idiots Day Parade. And what George Santos will play the trombone, and uh, President Trump will play the sax. Marjorie Taylor Greene will be... Uh, what squirrely right she'll be <laughs> following she'll be picking up after the horses behind there and one of our other emailers says mr frank was on the board of directors for the now closed signature bank recall the dodd frank amendment one would think he knows about banking yes not yeah why would uh, um, what what what's the culpability if any of the board of directors of a failed should be bank? great because they are the ones who have the oversight responsibility they're the ones who should pay the price mm-hmm. and then you know the everybody rail. want everybody loves being a director until there's some problem and then they they all <laughs> right. oh, don't hold us responsible but they are responsible right. they're the ones who are supposed to b- provide the oversight i say regulation deregulation equals danger and one of our listeners says the ntsb said the breaking regulations for the trains was not the issue in the ohio derailment the axle bearing failed not the brakes okay and that's true. All right. Fabulous. Thank you so much. And we got a caller standing by. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I was able to listen to uh, your uh, interview this morning, at least the first few minutes of it, for my medical appointment. So, uh, 180-degree turn on support for Donald Trump, but it wasn't because um, Donald Trump didn't support him in the primary? Is that what I'm hearing? I think that was a factor. Uh, I'd have to think back to the... I'd have to go back and listen to the answer, but, uh, you know, that that's a factor. But the other thing is that President Trump is not going to get elected, and some of these Republicans want to coalesce around somebody who can be. 
Right. Any chance, Joe? Uh, I I always thought this. Uh, any chance, Joe, that if if uh, the Republican Party does not support uh, former President Trump, that he'd try for a third party candidacy? Oh, I I believe he would definitely do that. To be honest with you, I think he's just. You know, anything that stands in his way, he's going to move uh, move it one way or the other. Call it the Freedom Party. I don't think he has any loyalty to the Republican Party at all. I mean, he's more than happy to trash other Republican candidates. Um, you know, he's been that way since the beginning. He was a Democrat at some point in his life. He was a Democrat. Yes, he was. I, I believe you're right. I think he just saw that as a vehicle to the presidency, and unfortunately, the Republican Party... Uh, and, and the, the voters. Let, let, let's face it. If, you know, he won the primaries to get to get the nomination. He won that <laughs> fair and square, if we want to call it that. Uh, he followed the process. He maybe perhaps manipulated the process, but yeah. But he used it, wrote it into the presidency, and then we got what we got. Um, but uh, I, I just feel that uh, America, especially some of our younger voters, are are looking at the you know, 2024 election and want to say, hey. You know, let's let's not let, let's not go back to 2020 or 2016. That was so so yesterday. Let, I think we're looking for a new start on both parties and and bring on candidates for some new ideas and hopefully some uh, centricity to you know work together on things and not just say, well, I'm opposing that because you that, that's something you support. Uh, I think the voters are looking for something new in 2024. Uh, DeSantis seems to be, I think. The, the leader um, on that edge for the Republicans. I don't care for some of his policies, but he is a somewhat of a change. Uh, at least he seems more presidential uh, than President Trump was and um, willing to have discourse on things and not just uh, attack people because they have an opposite opinion of what he has. Well, I, I think your assessment's fairly accurate. Now, on the Democratic side, uh, that's a good question. I think there needs to be <laughs> more Democrats stepping forward to say, you know, we need to go in a new direction. And President Biden, you, you did your best for four years, but we need to move on because I don't think the man is uh, reelectable, or, or perhaps even should be. Mm, I'm sure he is. there. I think he is elect- reelectable. Lawrence's worthless wisdom. I think he would win another election, not because of he's a super sharp guy that's uh, stronger than he ever was, but because he's a big fat D, and we don't want any form of an R. So up against uh, who doesn't want any form of an R? I want an R. <laughs> well, less than half the country wants an R. How do you know? Where, where are you coming up with that? Lawrence's worthless polling service. Worthless is correct. You are correct, sir. Okay. Worthless is the operative yeah. word. Yeah, I think Biden will run and he'll win again. No, I used to say that I, I, I think a DeSantis will make it a race. If it's Trump, Trump will get, you know, squished. But uh, if it's DeSantis, I think it'll be pretty close. Well, what do they say, you know, uh, Mark? It's the economy, stupid, right? <laughs> and if the economy is, is not, you know, bouncing back, uh, as I said before in this program, there's never been a president who's been reelected during a recession. And um, if we have recession coming, um, you know, so um, I don't know. As as I believe in the Democratic Party, I think we need new leadership and a new a new way to go as well. Right, so. and I think Ron DeSantis has all the momentum right now. He's taken all the attention in the Republican Party. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks thank for you, Eric. calling in.
Thank you, gentlemen. Much appreciated. Uh, let's see, upper right-hand corner. All right, Tom says, as per the script, the CEO and directors of the bank will all be given bonuses and large separation packages. Okay, there we go. Yes, A is right next to S. That's what it was. It, uh, okay. Our version says air operations per- packages. No, it's air operations. Air operations. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it means separation packages. Yeah, I wonder if that's true. If they'll get their bonuses. But I mean, let's face it. When you are a director, you have a responsibility. You are an effective fiduciary for that company. You have a responsibility to just look into things, not just rubber stamp what the leadership wants to do. I mean, somebody in that board should bear some responsibility for what happens here, and I don't think they should be made whole. Well, that's why the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce offers their boardsmanship uh, classes so that you get a chance to understand what the balance sheets say, how to look for an anomaly, you know, what, what you know, where things don't add up and things like that, and how to go through it. And don't, don't just rely on the audit. There was a thief in our area that stole from a local authority that uh, faked the whole audit, submitted an audit that had 100% false numbers on it. Well, that's scary. And the board didn't recognize it. And Very scary. wasn't expecting it. All right, one of our good listeners says Joe McCarthy should be in the crazy parade of Republicans. Who's that? Where's <laughs> Joe that? McCarthy. It's on our, my phone. Oh, I was going to say. He texted me. <laughs> Meaning was, me? Was he crazy? Joseph McCarthy? Yeah. Well, he's, he's been long dead. I don't but think no, he's... But no, I mean, from McCarthyism days, I'm assuming. Was he, was he crazy? Well, he wasn't crazy, but he was certainly a demagogue. Oh, idiot. Matter of fact, it was idiot's a, day. Yeah, there's a great book out uh, called Demagogue, and it's mm. about, about Joe McCarthy. Him. Yeah, yeah. I think the second division of the parade should be all the fake electors that President Trump had, although the Congressman Barletta would I was going to say, so you're going to put would, Congressman would be, Barletto as a grand yes, marshal? And Mastriano would get to parade, too. All right, 570-743-9565. Wrap it up, folks. Give us a call. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Book. Uh, all those messages you see are brand new. No, oh, read no that they're one. not. That's we already read <laughs> right. that one. The, the text is new. Text is new. Who's the Democrat president of the United? Sorry, president of the United States candidate going to be? Witless Whitmer, gruesome Newsom, or maybe it'll be Elder Killer Cuomo. <laughs> uh, what are what are the? We need more names. What what would be a, a silly name for? DeSantis that Trump started using. We called him DeSanctimonious. Right, yeah, which <laughs> most most GOP members have to look up. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. You got a minute. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, that was one thing I was going to mention. Uh, I'd read that the bank out there in California, not the signature one, but the first one that went under. SVC uh, or whatever. They voted when they realized their bank was going to probably be taken over and was failing. They got together and voted themselves their bonuses. 
Get out of here. They never did. This was last weekend. Yes. That's terrible. They should be charged. I read that. I didn't have it confirmed any place and didn't pay close attention to whether it was accurate reporting, but it was in, in one of the regular news reports. Well, I think they should be drawn and quartered if we can bring back an ancient yeah, punishment. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's legal. And they also got bonuses for investing in risky stocks and making money off it. And they, they, that made their uh, company uh, more profits, and so they got bonus because of that. And then when it collapses, they, they get out and apparently suffer no real loss. Yeah, well, that's not, that's not right. Well, that's the way that capitalism works in this country, and uh, it's, it's really capitalism is hard. Make your big money and get out with it. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's capitalism. Not really. Capitalism can be altruistic, too, you know. It can be, but, you know, the, what's, the, what's the law oh, of we're over a minute. Well, you guys, you guys, they have to do what's in the best financial interest of their customers. You socialists. And Goldman Sachs, for example, they... <laughs> brother. When they found out the housing market was going down and they owned a bunch of it, what did they do? They got on the telephones and sold it to their customers. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, sir. Yep. Much, much appreciated. I got to tell you about a great place to buy to get your vehicle repaired if it needs towed. I haven't dealt with the towing department at the Sunbury Motor Company in almost 24 hours, but I invite you to do what I did, and that's call them at 570-286-7746. Ask for the towing in the body shop. Tell them that you would like to have your truck carried to the shop to get four new tires on it, and they'll take good care of you. Make sure it gets done. They'll give you a great price on good years. Firestone, Michelin. Get those Michelin snow tires that are fabulous in the snow that I got on my truck, and it is just a fantastic way uh, for you to uh, deal with your minor repairs, any body work you might need, inspection, you name it. They'll take good care of you down at the Sunbury Motor Company, whether it's a classic 93 Ford Ranger four-wheel drive with a long bed and a short cab, or if you're dealing with a brand-new 2023 truck that's ready for its very first change of synthetic oil. The Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury would love to super serve you. You can make your appointment at sunburymotors.com or stop by unexpectedly Monday through Friday, <laughs> 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. I guess that's not the exact word that they call it. They but expect you to stop by. That's why they're open for business. <laughs> that's true. They have somebody at the counter all the time. Right. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Sunbury Motor Company. Sunburymotors.com is their website. All right, Joe, we got a couple of minutes. Minutes here, right? Uh, well, you know, I think that the problem with these banks and the, and the regulations is that they've got to come up with something that actually works. There's got to be somebody who actually is held responsible, and I think it starts with the directors of the bank. They presumably were put there because they have some understanding of banking, and they have some understanding of what's fair and what's not fair. I think Chris is right. If they if they had literally get together then and vote themselves bonuses, they should be held culpable. They should be the ones held responsible for the problem. They should be the ones sitting behind bars, if that's what it recall, if that's what it takes. Yeah, most uh, bank directors. Uh, well, scratch that. I don't. I don't know about bank directors. Most directors don't take an active role in day-to-day management or monitoring. But you, it, you it isn't necessarily for the entire board to do so. But you need to either appoint somebody or make sure one of the board members is super smart to be able to follow this. You know, there's a lot of women that are on these boards now that go through the books, pay. Page by page.
page and, sure. and work on them and well, I'm sure make there sure are many fine bank directors who really take their responsibility seriously. But these bigger banks, you know, when they're when they're investing in speculative stuff, speculative stuff like cryptocurrency. First of all, I think any bank that invests in cryptocurrency should should probably be shut down just on general well, principles. Is that why they went out of business? That's why New York Signature Bank went out because of the crypto right. failure. All right, Cindy, you waited long enough, but uh, we're glad you did call. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, I don't think people realize when an organization goes bankrupt, a business goes bankrupt, there's a clawback cause. So when they go bankrupt and it goes to the judge, the judge turns around and says to everyone that they paid money to, so for example, if you sold tables and you sold tables to these people and they paid you and they make you give the money back. So I think that what should happen here is that they should claw back all those bonuses and all the and um, force that man, the president who sold millions of shares of made millions on his shares, they should force them to undo that and claw it back and take a big hit. It has to be personal. I always thought, I roll my eyes when they say, well, so-and-so is going to sue, for example, the school districts over this child abuse thing. Now, if it passes, if people agree to this amendment, then all these people who say they've been abused can sue the school district. Well, you're not actually hurting, punishing, in any way inconveniencing the person who abused you. But you are punishing the current taxpayers and the children who are enrolled in the school because if, you, if they're forced to pay money, then of course that comes out of the current coffers. When you sue the government, right, because you're upset about something, you're not suing the employees in the government who did this. You're suing the taxpayers. Good point. Yeah, that's exactly Thanks. what you're doing. Yep. Thank you so Thanks, much. Cindy. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, we're going to have a big day. We'll have open phones today or tomorrow for all 90 minutes. So the topic of your selection. Uh, if you want to message us ahead of time, go ahead and send a message to onthemarketwkok.com. Tell us what you think about today's program. Well, don't do that. Never no, mind. never. And don't go <laughs> don't look at the trouble. <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.